I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today we're going to discuss the interconnection between minimalism and identity. Minimalism helps us strip the excess clutter in our lives so we can better understand and move closer to our innate identity, who we truly are and who we want to become. We believe that minimalism is a journey that is deep-rooted in mindset, and for those on this journey, it's a component of one's identity. For some, minimalism is a part of one's born identity, and for others, it's an adopted aspect of one's identity. Yeah, so we just want to start off with defining what identity is and um, how we personally define it. Yeah, so I know, I mean, when, when we initially started this podcast, people said, oh, well, do you identify as a minimalist? And I found that interesting because... When someone calls me a minimalist, I'm like, oh, am I? Like, am I? And I would say that, yes, I am. Um, But I would argue that I more so have a minimalist mindset. So I would say if someone calls me a minimalist, it's an aspect of my identity. It doesn't define my entire, the entirety of my identity. Yeah, of course. Because a person's identity is made up of so many different components. So living a minimalist life is just one component of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think that identity is how you see yourself, but I also think it's how you think other people see you. So it's a combination of both. And there's, we were just discussing earlier, a really uh, good quote by Charles Cooley, and it's, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Yeah, and I love that. I love that quote because it's so true. It's we're not to be, most people don't actually know what other people think of them. Like you can't read people's minds, right? So we we're just kind of coming up in our minds what we think other people think of us, right? And that's a lot of how we build our identity, right? Um, Which could be completely yeah, wrong. Like I could be thinking something completely different about you, yeah, and you just have this idea in your mind it's like that day you wake up and you're like oh I just feel like I look awful today and you think that other people think that but they may not actually be thinking that they don't (laughs) it's fascinating I I actually defined uh identity as uh what a person is or thing is so it's basically parts that are innate to us traits that we're born with but then it's also parts that we can craft for ourselves so I'd argue that an identity is something, it's like a template that you're born with, like, you know, physical aspects about you, right? Like, you know, you're tall. So yeah. that's a part of your identity. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but when it comes to the other characteristics, a lot of those characteristics are developed over time. So what a minimalism allows us to do is be more mindful and intentional about those aspects of our identity that we focus on, that we develop. Um, so I, 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 you know, in my research, I, I argue that minimalism is a lifestyle and mindset and a component of one's identity that in that we, we have an opportunity to, to craft and shape. Uh, but a point that I did want to mention is that I would say that I would argue that you are like, as the person who was born, like just always living with less I would call you the natural minimalist because uh, you're born, I would say that you're born with this mindset. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a component of your natural identity. Mm-hmm. And for me, because I'm the adopter, I'm the new minimalist. So like I've adopted this mindset and it's a component of an identity that I've developed. I wonder how much of people's personality or identity come from what they're born with and what they right. choose to bring into their lives or identify with. 
Um, and it's funny, like, I, I was thinking about how for 25 years, until I saw that documentary on minimalism, mm-hmm. I didn't identify as a minimalist at all. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, I never really heard of it or thought of it. Right. I was just living that way. And I mean, I'm glad that I learned about it and we started the podcast and I, I've learned so much more about it and I've grown within minimalism in mm-hmm. terms of becoming more environmental and more strategic with my time. And so it's weird. shaped your identity today. Yeah, it has. Like it, it's like I didn't identify it as before. I just lived that way. But once I understood it and I did identify it, it became a positive thing in my life because it crafted more of my identity. Right, right. No, that makes complete sense. I, I am, and for me, minimalism helps. I would say reveal our true identity. And you know, in the first few months of me adopting this lifestyle, it helped me clear the clutter. So, like all the clutter in my life, physical, mental, virtual, so that I could then understand my natural identity, get back to that clear, clean template that is innately who I am. Uh, and then from there today, and I'm continually on this journey, uh, I'm on this journey of crafting a lifestyle and basically like building tr- new traits and char- characteristics that are true to my values and who I am and who I want to become. I would argue that it's the meaningless, meaningless access, um, sorry, excess in our lives that can mask our true identity. So all that clutter can mask our identity. So for example, it makes it sometimes makes us lose sight of who we are. So in our consumer culture, mm-hmm. we buy cosmetics and skincare products to look younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we buy name brand items to feel or show a level of success. Uh, we go into relationships to fill voids or look a certain way. And we work jobs we hate because we because someone told us we aren't good enough. So what, what do you get that from well, that? Like, mm-hmm. Do you think your possessions do define you. Yeah, so I I would say I'm hyper aware of making sure that my identity investment is not focused on possessions. Rather, it's focused on experiences. So I would say that clutter, physical clutter, our possessions actually distance us from understanding our true identity. And that's where people get lost. You know, you had mentioned like, oh, I wonder how much of our identity is based off of, you know, uh, what we were born with and how much is uh, connected to all of the influences that shape our lives. Well, in that, I can, I would say that clutter can put us off track. So minimalism helps keep us on track because it makes us hyper aware of our true goals and values um, so that we can then say, hey, like, how do I want to develop my identity so that it speaks to who I actually am and to what I want rather than, you know, f- um, building an identity of, you know, all of these aspects of my life that are actually what someone else wants for me. So it goes back to that. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think what's interesting with minimalism and possessions as well is that, um, a minimalist, I would argue, cause I do think to a degree our possessions do define us like what you own does define your identity to a degree. Yes. Um, And minimalist, I I think it's even magnified because you own less. So what you do own is so, was so strategically purchased that it, it it says more about you. So I think for instance, Um, if you walk into someone's home and they're a minimalist and they have piano or a keyboard or they have um, books or they have baking stuff like you know what they what their hobbies are most minimalists most of them are neat because 
they don't own very much stuff, so their homes are just naturally clutter-free and cleaner and neater. Whereas if you walk into someone's home who has so much stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to know who they are because it, it's like, do you ski or are those just ski boots from like 12 years ago that you bought and never actually used? Right. And possessions, there's this whole, like, there's such a negative perception of them. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, look, that person's driving a really nice car. Oh, yeah. So they must be wealthy. So they must be wealthy. And I, I think, like, to that person, that might be part of their identity is, mm-hmm. like, being successful and having good status. And I don't think that that's always a negative thing. I think that people who have done well financially, you know, they're driven, they're intelligent, they work hard, and those are all good qualities to see in someone. But I think what the underlying reason or where that can get caught up in your identity is motives. Are you motivated for your status so that other people think of you in a certain way? Right. Or are you dedicated to your company? Are you motivated to drive a nice car because your colleagues have a nice car, your neighbor mm-hmm. has a nice car, mm-hmm. or because you genuinely appreciate nice cars and you go to car shows and you read about cars and exactly. you enjoy driving it around? So I have an example. So I like to say I'm a Mac person, but that's because but I'm intentional about that. So uh, I'm not, I'm actually using it as a function. I'm not using it to look a certain way. I'm using it because I actually enjoy the functionality out of it. It's like when someone buys a certain a luxury car, but then it's in their garage forever and they never drive it. They only drive it when they want yeah. certain people to see them drive it. Yeah. So that's when it becomes, that's when there's a problem with your identity investment. That's So I actually, I, I it's funny that you brought this up because I read an article by Mark Manson. He wrote a blog titled Minimalism uh, where he discusses identity investment in possessions. In other words, the act of buying items to shape our identity. And he, he tells the story of a young professional and I, I completely, I not relate in the sense of like, you know, first, like I'm, I can't relate in the sense that, you know, I've done this too, but uh, I know people who have done this. So a young professional spends tons of money on making his apartment perfect for his guests, buying luxury items to dress the space. Uh, but however, no one hardly came to his place. No one visited. So that being said, he was spending, he was spending money on things that weren't actually being used when he could have been spending that on experiences. To make friends. (laughs) Yeah. He could have been going out and meeting people. Mm -hmm. And instead he was in his beautiful apartment, but it wasn't being used. It just reminds me of like the billionaire on his, his yacht who is alone on Christmas Eve because he's got all these friends when he's doing all those things, but when it comes to family time, there's not much there. It's very sad. Yeah, like it is sad. And, I mean, it comes back to identity in the sense that to each their own. Like, if mm-hmm. working and making money is of more value to you than it's okay friendships it's fine like you kind of have to weigh out the pros and cons like some people are willing to work more to have that status and that money and some people aren't and some people are willing to you know take the cut with maybe working a job they don't necessarily like and some people want that entrepreneurship like it it's like the way and cons of I, I I get that and people can live that certain way I I would just argue that I think many of us have an identity investment in our possessions to an extreme so to the to the idea that it actually they start to identify by the items they own and the yeah. things that they own start to own them I believe that and you know that's that's a scary road to 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 follow so the idea of investing in 
experiences, especially developing, like, you know, especially skill building over buying things to define us makes so much more sense because you're not attached or addicted to things you own. Like you're okay. Like as a minimalist, we're okay of letting things go. Like we're not attached to our things. Yeah. You know what I could argue with though, especially with our generation, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are doing experiences to like show them on social media. That's true. So it's like, are you like going skiing or going on this trip to like go see a new country or are you going to like take photographs to put on Instagram? Yes. So like you can commercialize an experience for sure. Yeah, you can. And it goes the same with possession. So like it has to come down to like the motive and the meaning and the reason behind why you're doing things. And that's where minimalism comes into play because it just, it refines all of that. And you're not just like doing everything and buying everything. You're more... Um, intentional, more reflective about where you're going, what you're doing, when, what you're spending your time on. Yeah, I, and I, I would say even for for me, like again, it's it's cleared the clutter so that I can then go in and, and recognize my lifestyle habits and change things that maybe aren't uh, helpful in my everyday, like wasting time and energy, or 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 you know not making enough time for certain areas of my life, and then and then realizing that hey. Uh, I can actually craft my identity. If there's things about my identity, uh, how I view my yes, identity that I don't like. You said it perfect like, there. You, oh. you can make your own identity. Yes, you yeah. can, because a part of my identity is developing. Yeah. So there's something we're born with. There's parts that we develop over time. And if we're not happy with parts of our identity, the components of our, of our identity, we can clean that up and we can recreate that. People can change. And you know what? Whether you're 30, 40s, 50s, you can change to, to live a more meaningful life at any point in your life. Yeah, you can. There's so much a part of your identity that you can craft and, like, develop. And it, it's beautiful that you people have that opportunity to do that. And I think that a lot of them miss out on that by um, kind of making this fabricated identity of what they think they would want or um, should be as opposed to questioning what actually makes them happier the best way for them to live or they bash the idea of minimalism because they see it as one dimensional and extreme way of living when really it's an opportunity to clean up your life yeah. it inspires us to basically look in the mirror Lauren and face our unhealthy healthy habits and fears so that we can become our best selves yeah. I mean, people, I understand there's always going to be backlash to every movement, but I think that with minimalism, it, it's a responsible way to live. And that's what people who, they're not acknowledging that mm-hmm. when they're um, ripping it apart. And the opposition to minimalism, which is how most people in North America live, like drowning in their possessions is also an extreme way to live. Mm-hmm. So it's, you could argue it both ways. And you know what's really interesting? And a friend had mentioned this to me uh, the other day because I was I, I spoke to a friend about minimalism and identity, and I said minimalism inspires us to better ourselves from the inside out. You know how the idea of like working from the inside out rather than the outside in, meaning um, you know it, it, even even when it comes to health, like I wanna I I want to you know rather than buy that topical cream for my face, I want to drink more water right rather than throw something on my face so it's working from the inside out so I would say that minimalism I was telling him that this lifestyle inspires us to better ourselves uh, from within we focus inward to figure out what is meaningful to us versus the flip side of working from the outside in such as like buying things to make us happy 
or mask our problems. So, so. another article by The Minimalists, our favorite thought leaders, uh, titled Minimalism Saved My Life, Joshua Fields Melbourne. I think you may have read this. He, he opens this blog with, he says, there's, I mean, this is the beginning of his story. He says a period in his life where he was lost and unhappy and he saw minimalism as a gateway to removing excess things and an opportunity to reshape his identity. He says, and I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what he wrote. He says, in the beginning I was lost, but I made it look like I knew the way. That was a few years ago, back when I had the job, the paycheck, and all the stuff, all of which formed my personal identity. An identity I clung to with a clutch, but I wasn't happy. And buying more stuff didn't fill the emptiness I felt inside. I tried thinking if I bought more stuff, I'd be happy, but I wasn't. So from there, he concludes that minimalism helped him let go of an unsatisfying identity he had created for himself. Um, You know, all those anchors that were weighing him down and keeping him away from being happy. And he, he, he says that, he reshaped his identity by focusing on the things that were most meaningful to him, such as his health, his relationships, pursuing his passions, growth, and, and contributing to the world, right? So it's all about working on uh, building an identity that is about the inside out and not about the possessions on the exterior. Yeah, and who you are, like, building the inside. Like, it, there's so many more components, and you can argue that there's it's a lot harder to do that. And I think that's why people don't do it. And that's exactly who you are, Lauren. Because, you know, whenever I, I find myself describing you, it's everything that about you. It's everything, you know, oh, she plays piano. Um, oh, she really, really likes to go skating. Like, all these things that you do, it's not, oh, you know, she's super fashionable and tall and gorgeous and all these things. Like, there's all these things that you do that shape your identity that are more prominent in my mind than outside yeah, of the I physical and yeah you like just for the sake of our audience like when people are describing you or other people like tune in and pick up to see how they're describing them are they describing their hobbies are they describing who they are as a person or are they like oh you, this person like drives this or like does this for work like yeah so or maybe we should ask our friends like how would you describe me yeah how would you describe them or how like, to understand what people think our identity is, to see if it even aligns with what we think they think. Right? We think it is, yeah. Or ask ourselves. Just just lay yeah. in bed and ask yourself, who are you? I've never even thought of writing out my own identity. Like, who are we? Like, who are we? Like, and, and, and write it down and figure out, like, who are we? And if we're, like, unsatisfied, who do we want to be? So, like, minimalism basically writes that out for us, like helps us. Um, and for me personally, as someone who was lost in the beginning, like clearing the clutter really helped me. But now it's like this new journey of like, hey, like now I have this new sense of freedom and clarity. I can go after and build pieces about my identity that I've always wanted. Right? Yeah, that's so true. For me, like there was this internal struggle. Um, and we all deal with this. Like people, it's, it goes back to that quote you said in the beginning. It's like how I think you see me is how I see myself. Yeah. And, you know, you have to think about that. And for me, I mean, I, I used to be a model. And so uh, originally, and, you know, I, I worked really, really hard, hard in school growing up. And so I originally thought, well, what is my value add to these people? They're seeing me as a model. And that was frustrating for me because I always knew that I was more than a model. And I didn't like being seen that certain way. And um, 
it was an internal struggle for me. Um, and it's, and at one point I just said, you know what, you just, you can't care because once you have a conversation with those people, they know that you're more. So yeah. you don't need to, you don't need to, you know, think too much about that and you just care less. And, you know, and now I'm back in the modeling industry and I'm, I'm embracing aspects of it, um, that I never did before. And, you know, I'm, I'm more confident and, you know, I'm less insecure because, again, everybody in that industry wants something different. So I'm, yeah, it's so interesting. I'm approaching it with a different light. I'm in a different, with a different mindset, I guess you could say. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I'm sure there's aspects of that, you know, some people have said about, oh, how they see you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's a part of my identity. And I don't like that. Like, I feel like everybody has parts of their identity that they don't like. Right? It's or just that like, they, yeah, they think other people. But I also am really interested what people think. I mean, regardless of whether it's true or not, sometimes it's just interesting. It's constructive feedback, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love my constructive feedback. It could be, it could be. I think about that when you said that. I was like, oh, I hate my feet. But yeah, <laughs> things that you hate about your physical. But yeah, it's so funny. Everyone has them. Everybody has their, it goes back to like identity, but then also insecurities. And Lauren and I were talking about that before. We're like, uh how can we relate insecurities to minimalism? Because I feel like that would be a really good conversation because we all have them. Yeah, we all have them. And um, how, like, consumerism and possessions and all that play a part in in insecurity. Oh, absolutely. They just feed off of people with insecurities. You know, people buy things to make themselves happy, but it's not actually making them happy. So, So, again, yeah. So, I guess just to sum up this article, do you have any more points you want to to the audience if to like sit down and figure out like what you do identify with and um even just looking at your possessions and seeing you know sometimes I think we own things because we want a certain identity mm-hmm. like for like you want to be a skier you want to be a golfer or you want to be a pianist or you want to be a cook and you know question whether you actually do that stuff on a day-to-day or even with your work like are you holding your title because you want a certain identity is that who you are is that your true identity and to acknowledge that your identity is going to change throughout your life as well it's not stagnant yeah and ask yeah ask yourself if you're what your values and goals are and if you're on track because if you're not on track you you need to start making those little changes yeah, your life may not align with your true identity, and I think that's when you're going to have to start. Lifestyle changes. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think just to sum this up, I would say that minimalism is an outlet to better understanding your identity and developing it in a way that is true to who you are and what you really want out of life. And in that, it helps you keep on track and as a whole it is a mindset and it goes back to the beginning of this conversation like if people call me minimalist that's fine it's a component of who I am but I would argue that I have a minimalist mindset I I I view the world um with less excess yeah that's beautiful yeah (laughs) so I guess so yeah that's how I would that's how I would sum everything up yeah and we are sponsored by audible as well guys so if you're interested in reading about minimalism or getting started Um, there is a link in the show notes and you can get your first audible book for free. Yeah, we are actually, uh, well, I'm, I I just uh, finished, uh, Courtney Carver's Soulful Simplicity. Such a good book. Highly recommend. I feel like if anybody's starting this journey, that's the first book that I would give them. I just 
find it fascinating because it breaks down the physical, the mental, the virtual clutter in our lives that keeps us away from doing the things that we want in life and keeps us away from living a meaningful life. And if you're like anxious or stressed out and you start reading that book, you are just calm. (laughs) It's very nice. Like after just a half an hour of reading it and like read it on your break or read it in the morning, you'll have such a nice day. Yeah, it's so nice. Okay, well, thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.